0: Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode of Markets Daily is sponsored by Kraken.
1: It's Wednesday, September 13th, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. My name is Noelle Atchison, Coindesk collaborator and author of the Crypto's Macronow newsletter on Substack, here again for your daily Markets Roundup. On today's show, we're talking about Bitcoin spot ETFs, prediction markets, and jobs. To make sure you don't miss an episode, be sure to follow the podcast on your platform of choice. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Now, a Markets Roundup. Of sentiment continues to be weak. Earlier today, crypto prices recovered part of yesterday's slump, but are still down on the previous day. As at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Bitcoin was trading just over six tenths of a percent lower than 24 hours ago, at $26,122, according to CoinDesk indices. Ether was down almost eight tenths of a percent, trading at $1,596. Yesterday, Bitcoin dominance, which is the Bitcoin market capitalization as a percentage of total market capitalization, popped back above 50%. This means that Bitcoin now accounts for half of the whole crypto market. Usually, a rising Bitcoin dominance suggests that investors are rotating out of smaller tokens and into the relative safety of crypto's largest and longest-running asset. A falling Bitcoin dominance points to greater investor confidence as they move out on the risk curve in search of higher gains, focusing on smaller, more volatile tokens. So, the rise of Bitcoin dominance over the past week confirms what the prices have been telling us. Investors are uneasy, but Bitcoin is outperforming other crypto assets. Moving on to traditional markets, U.S. markets are slightly up this morning as traders digest the U.S. inflation data out earlier. Month-on-month US inflation for August came in as expected at 0.6% versus July's 0.2%, but the annual figure was slightly higher than forecast, showing an increase of 3.7% versus July's 3.2%. Month-on-month core CPI inflation, stripping out energy and food prices, was also slightly higher than expected at 0.3% versus July's 0.2%. The data is moving in the opposite direction from what the Fed would like to see, which is strengthening conviction that another rate hike this year is likely. CME futures are signaling more or less even odds that the Fed will hike again at or before the December FOMC meeting. There's some more key data to come out, though, before the FOMC meeting next week. Tomorrow we get retail sales, expected to show a slowdown, and next Tuesday we should get some more clarity on the state of the US housing market. The market is not expecting the Fed to raise rates in the September meeting, and it would be very unusual for the Fed to go against short-term market conviction. As at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, the S&P 500, NASDAQ, and the Dow Jones were all up roughly two-tenths of a percent. Over in Europe, the FTSE 100 was flat on the previous day as investors digested weaker-than-expected GDP data. The British economy shrank 0.5% in July. The biggest decline so far this year and reversing a 0.5% expansion in June. European stock markets are trading weaker, with Germany's DAX index down four tenths of a percent as at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. The Eurostox 600 index is down almost three tenths of a percent. Trader attention is focused on the European Central Bank's policy meeting tomorrow, with the possibility of a tenth consecutive interest rate hike weighing on sentiment. And in Asia, the US inflation outlook and higher oil prices weighed on market sentiment today, with the Nikkei falling just over two-tenths of a percent. In China, traders are awaiting the release of key economic data later this week. Nerves were not helped by news of an anti-subsidy investigation by the European Commission into electric vehicles coming from China. The Shanghai Composite fell almost half a percent today, while the Hang Seng Index was down almost one-tenth of a percent. Turning to commodities, the Brent crude benchmark rose above $92 a barrel earlier today, the highest level in 10 months. This surge is driven by expectations that production cuts by major oil producers will continue to tighten markets in coming months. Bank of America analysts said yesterday that continuing supply cuts could lift Brent futures above $100 a barrel before the end of the year. The last time oil was at that level was in the aftermath of Russia's invasion of Ukraine last year, and before that… In 2014. Gold has been boosted by a slightly weaker dollar today, and as at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, was up two-tenths of a percent over the previous day, trading at $1,913 per ounce. Stay tuned. After the break, we'll take a look at a notable spot Bitcoin ETF filing, how likely it is it'll get approved, and some large crypto companies expanding overseas. Back in a minute.
0: Meet the all-new Kraken Pro, the powerful, customizable, beautiful way to trade crypto. It's Kraken's most powerful trading platform ever, packed with trading features like advanced order management and analytics tools, all in a redesigned, modular trading interface. So head to pro.kraken.com and trade like a pro not investment advice. Some crypto products and markets are unregulated. The unpredictable nature of the crypto assets market can lead to loss of funds and profits, maybe subject to capital gains tax.
1: Welcome back. Today, we're looking at more spot Bitcoin ETFs, prediction markets, and overseas expansion. Yesterday, Franklin Templeton joined the list of asset managers proposing to launch a spot Bitcoin ETF. As with many of the other proposals, The fund would list on the SIBO-BZX exchange, and Coinbase would custody the underlying Bitcoin. By my count, this brings the number of spot Bitcoin ETF filings on the table up to 12, counting that of Coindesk's sister company, Grayscale. Franklin Templeton's announcement came on the same day as SEC Chair Gary Gensler's testimony before the Senate Banking Committee. No surprise, he reiterated his conviction that the crypto industry is one of the most unlawful areas of finance he has ever seen. He was supported in this claim by the committee chair, Sherrod Brown. According to a Coindesk report by Jesse Hamilton, at one stage, Senator Brown said, and I quote, The problems we saw at FTX are everywhere in crypto. The failure to provide real disclosure, the conflicts of interest, the risky bets with customer money that was supposed to be safe, end quote. And yet, of the top 10 asset management groups in the US ranked by assets under management, four have filed Bitcoin spot ETF approvals. That's BlackRock, Fidelity, Invesco, and now Franklin Templeton. So, we now have four key pillars of U.S. financial markets sending the message to their regulator and to the administration that they are comfortable enough with Bitcoin's market structure to stake their reputation on the issuance of Bitcoin products. Next, as for the likelihood of a Bitcoin spot ETF approval, we now have a new market gauge. Crypto platform BitMEX has launched prediction markets. This will allow users of the platform to effectively place bets on certain outcomes in the form of a type of derivative contract. The offer is limited to start with, with only three contracts, one of which is the recovery rate on FTX customer claims and the other, the probability that Sam Backman-Fried will end up in jail. The third contract allows users to bet on the likelihood of a spot Bitcoin ETF. As at 9.30am Eastern time, this was indicating a probability of only 42.5%. Liquidity is thin for now, however, so we shouldn't take this as representative. And finally, in an interview with Bloomberg yesterday, Ripple CEO Brad Garlinghouse said that 80% of the companies hiring this year would be done outside the US. The main reason for this is the obstacles the US Securities and Exchange Commission has put in the way of the crypto industry's growth. This echoes comments from Coinbase just a few days ago, as the exchange stressed expansion plans in the European Union, United Kingdom, Canada, Brazil, Singapore, and Australia. Apart from the obvious message about more industry job creation happening outside the U.S. because of the administration's stance, a more cheerful, subliminal message is that large crypto companies are hiring. After the chill of the crypto winter, this is Welcome News. For more crypto podcasts, Check out the Coindesk Podcast Network. You can reach us at podcasts at coindesk.com, follow us, and if you like the show, please leave us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Eleanor Paul, with executive production by Jared Schwartz. I'm Noel Atchison for Coindesk. We're back tomorrow with more market news and insights.